Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Good look for the Russian trio, but they couldn't get it to go. Now, here come the Ducks. Two on two, and a puck held and shot. They score, and the Capitals have lost in overtime again. Zegras gets his second of the game, and Anaheim takes down the Capitals in sudden death. Final score, three to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals rally but fall in overtime in Anaheim. Lars Eller goes into COVID-19 protocol and the California trip continues tonight in Los Angeles. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 17th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. If you weren't able to stay up late last night, the Capitals played with five missing forwards, rallied from two different deficits, forced overtime to get a point, but lost for the fifth time this season in sudden death. 3-2 the final, Trevor Zegras scoring his second goal of the game in OT to win it for Anaheim. It was the 1,000th win in Ducks franchise history. So glass half empty, Ben, another point got away from him in OT. But this felt more like a glass half full night to me. When you get a point, when you're missing so much out of the lineup, that was a pretty big accomplishment last night. Yeah, I agree. And I think especially given the way the first two periods went from a Capitals perspective, perhaps fortunate to only go into the third period down by one. But that being said, in the third, really from the get-go, the first few shifts of the third period, you felt a much different energy from the Capitals side. There was a little bit of line juggling involved, but they had quality scoring chances early, were ultimately rewarded with a pair of goals in the third period. They rallied from a pair of one-goal deficits in the end, but the fight that they showed in the third period to help force the game into overtime, Tom Wilson ultimately with a game-tying goal late in regulation. So given that they were chasing a little bit for the start of the game last night, thought ultimately to, to rally as they did in the third period to show the fight, the energy that they did, given how shorthanded they were, I agree. A good point to have earned in the opener of this uh, pretty daunting four-game Western road trip here. More daunting with the news before the game yesterday. The Capitals learning before last night's game with Anaheim that Lars Eller has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. His status in the short term, unclear. The immediate hockey ramifications in a moment, Ben, but obvious concern among the traveling party is now that no one ends up on the list beyond Lars Eller, I guess. And that, when you look at everybody who's vaccinated, and they are, the hope is that that vaccine holds and this becomes just a list of one. You hope so. We don't certainly don't want to speculate here. You look at other teams in the NHL that have experienced this. They do tend to tends to be a little bit of a domino effect over a couple of days. So hopefully that's not the case for the Capitals. It certainly wouldn't be out of the question, given how we've seen other teams experience these sort of situations over the past few weeks early on this season. So hopefully it's an isolated incident involving Lars Eller here and, and the team can carry on and continue on with the personnel that they do have available to them. As far as Lars Eller is concerned, again, such a significant loss, especially when we talk about that center depth already without Backstrom. Nick Dow, the encouraging sign is that he's working his way back, but still you're without Backstrom, you're without Eller, you're without Dowd, you're without three quarters of your optimal center 
options. It's a hardly an en- enviable position the Capitals find themselves in when you talk about that center depth. Yeah, and they got slaughtered in the dot last night because of it, which really wasn't that big a surprise. It was rough on Kuznetsov and then everybody else. Not a lot of NHL experience. So they were chasing the game last night, Ben, for most of it. Maybe not in the third period, but the first two periods, that certainly was a factor. But good on Garrett Pilon to come up with his first NHL goal last night in the third period. Just his second career NHL game, the son of Rich finds number one on the old sheet last night in Anaheim. Yeah, again, a good soldier in the organization. He's paid his dues. He's waited for an opportunity like this. Quite a few years spent with AHL Hershey and was having a strong start to this season with 11 points in 13 games. And he referenced his father, Rich. I was kind of chuckling to myself last night and hearing Garrett Pilon's postgame comments. I'm not sure that he was taking a shot at his father, but he acknowledged that Garrett Pilon did kind of a smile on his face when he said, look, it's his second career game and he has a goal a lot of people wait a lot longer before they pick up their first NHL tally. And his father, Rich, a stay-at-home defenseman, happened to wait 95 career NHL games before he had goal number one. So Garrett now with bragging rights in the family in that regard, but in all seriousness, it was a big goal as well. It got the Capitals on the board, kind of got that comeback started last night in Anaheim. So good for Pilon, who we also saw out there in three-on-three overtime. So the kid's being trusted too. Not only Pilon, but Protus was out there in three-on-three OT. The options are limited for Peter Laviolette behind the bench. They're going to have to throw the kids out there, but they're not looking out of place and and good on them to take advantage of the opportunity. No rest for the weary or the wicked turning around tonight in Los Angeles in a tough game against the Kings. And you've got a preview for us, Ben. Yeah, I had a chance to catch up yesterday on Caps Game Day with Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period and Sirius XM NHL Network Radio based in Los Angeles, primarily embedded with the L.A. Kings and began our conversation by talking about the very strong play of late for the L.A. Kings, 7-0-1 in their last eight games overall. Basically, they turned into a very good checking team, which to me is surprising. And Jonathan Quick has reverted back to the 2018 Jennings Trophy winner form that he once had. So are they? is that both surprises? Yeah. They've been finding ways to win, Ben. And when the Caps play them, they're going to find a team that's not overpowering offensively, but really doesn't give up much defensively. To me, that's a surprise, but it's certainly an affirmation that this team, this young team, is A, faster, um, plays better defense, and is bought into the Todd McCullen system. Uh, of checking. So like I said, it will be probably a low scoring affair on Wednesday night, but um, the Kings are finding ways to win. Uh, It's a really good run for this team that really needed it. uh, Once Dowdy and Sean Walker went out with injuries on the blue line. Very much a uh, makeshift fluid situation on the back end. But up front, anyways, it seems uh, reinforcements, at least uh, as soon as the game against the Capitals, reinforcements seemingly on the way up front. Yeah, uh, Victor Arvidsson was in uh, COVID protocol. He stepped on the ice on Tuesday morning uh, to practice, so he'll be uh, back with the team. Uh, And also, uh, Leas Anderson has been out for a while. He's going to probably going to be back in the lineup on Wednesday. He gives some grit and some speed to the third line. So, yeah, um, look, this team is not going to overpower the Caps. They're really struggling on the power play, Ben, which is not surprising because other than maybe an Arvidsson and a Kopitar and a I follow up front. They don't have a lot of offensive talent, so it's still developing. So, uh, But some some wounded warriors are coming back. So almost a full lineup, at least up front for the Kings on Wednesday night. All right, final thing on the Kings here. You referenced off the top the play of Jonathan Quick. You also have Cal Peterson pushing him. I'm not sure preseason what the thought was in terms of how the starts would be split in goal, but seems like a good thing going on now. The two of them may be pushing each other, but... How would you describe the goaltending situation right now for the Kings? Numbers aside, seems to be 
fairly operational right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's been a, a strong suit. But Ben, it's Jonathan's quick net right now. He's the better goaltender right now. It's funny because when I talked to McClellan about Cal, and they gave Cal a $15 million three-year extension over the summer. They wanted him because of his age and his contract status to emerge. And Jonathan Quick said, guess what? I'm not giving up my net yet. He has been the bear. He's a top five save percentage goaltender right now. A surprise because of the last couple of seasons, injuries, not effective in net. I'm not playing his angles properly. He wasn't the better goalie. That's why they gave Cal Peterson the money. I suspect that Peterson's going to get more run, but I would suspect against the Kings, the Cats are probably going to see Jonathan Quick um, to start the seven-game homestand. He's been really, really good for the team. Not apples to apples because Spencer Knight in Florida, of course, is on his rookie deal, only yes. a handful of games last year, but sounds similar in terms of Bobrovsky coming to play this year and, and saying, you know, not so fast, don't push me out just yet. I think it's a pride thing as well. I think that, that Jonathan Quick was challenged. He said, look, I'm not washed up yet. And he could have went the expansion draft to Seattle. He wasn't left protected, so maybe his ego was hurt a little bit there. But he has been he's been the guy that that we know that won championships here that I mentioned won the Jennings Trophy. He's been just great for this team so far. And so the Capitals in Anaheim and then in Los Angeles, the Ducks and Kings both arguably exceeding preseason expectations. Which team, who's this more sustainable for? The Ducks entered play against the Capitals, winners of seven straight, the Kings 7-0-1 in their last eight. Which team has the, the longer leash as far as the season is concerned? Who could sustain some of this early season success maybe longer here? I think that the Kings, because they're playing better defense, I think at some point in time, then offense goes away, and I don't think the Ducks can score at this clip. And I question how good a defensive team they are, we'll find out. So I think... Overall, I think the Kings are probably better. Plus, they're going to get Drew Doughty back at Christmas time. Quentin Byfield's coming back from a broken ankle. Yep. So you want to add those two guys to the mix. I think the more sustainable team right now, and probably the lesser surprise, because you thought the Kings were going to turn the corner this year, would be the Kings. I think they're more sustainable. And I think over time, once we get to March and early April, I think they'll be still, they could be still in the mix for maybe the three seed in the Pacific Division. And final thing, Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals in Honda Center and then Staples Center. I don't know how many goals at the top of my head Ovechkin had the last time he would have made the Southern California tour, but up to 742 for the career now. Looking forward to seeing the great eight, I imagine, in, in, in your backyard there. And 100%. And I'm rooting for him to break Gretzky's record. I think we all are. Every time when I go on SiriusXM, we have a conversation about it. Everybody around this game is supporting Alex. Part of it might have been that great Mass Mutual commercial that he did <laughs> with Blackie, but, but other than that, yeah, it's going to be – Look, Ben, like the last couple of, you know, last 20 months have been tough for us all in hockey. But to see guys like Ovi come back in the Staples Center is just another affirmation that we're trending towards better times. I'm excited to see Ovi. I'm excited to see the Cats. It's just a, it's great that Eastern Conference teams back in the building. But yeah, I'm rooting for Ovi to break that record. Hopefully it'll come sooner than later. But I think everybody's expectation is he's going to get that record at some point. All right. Good stuff. Ben with Dennis Bernstein, Sirius XM out of L.A. It's the Caps and the L.A. Kings tonight at 1030. And Ben, you won't believe this, but after midnight Eastern last night, they changed the name of the building. It's not Staples Center anymore. It has been since 1999. It is now Crypto.com Arena. Look it up. I had to. That's where they're playing the game tonight at 1030, the first event in the building, the Capitals and the Kings since the name change. It's been that way for 23 years. You miss a day. You miss a lot. That's the name of the building. What's coming up on Caps game day when you get her going later on this afternoon at 4 o'clock? Well, plenty of references to Staples Center. 
Center, I'm sure that's going to take some time to get used to. Never heard of that mid-season, overnight, changing of the name, but here we are. We have a busy show coming up, going to continue to look ahead at the upcoming road trip, and we will do so. Another voice from Sirius XM NHL Network Radio based out of Los Angeles, friend of the program, Jonathan Davis, will be among our guests coming up as uh, we tee up the Caps and the Kings. Crypto.com Arena. Take that, LeBron. That's what it's called now. That's where the Caps and the Kings play tonight at 1030. More late night hockey from Southern California. Ben, have yourself a great Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.